0: Hello, my name's Kimberly, and I'm perhaps what you would call a modern day Feng Shui Consultant. I can help you turn your home into the most supportive, calm and peaceful space you can imagine. I'm here to guide and show you how to work with your home to unlock its power and magic. And in that, I'm committed to sharing the secret of this magical practice in a way that everyone can use. Hello and welcome back to the Feng Shui Flow. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. It's been another magical, magical week. I had an extremely exciting meeting up in London last week that is progressing well. I can't really say much more than that, but talk about cramming some very exciting things into the diary before we move to Australia. The countdown is definitely on. I feel like I'm this decluttering queen at the minute of piles of things that we're taking, not taking, putting in the garage, and it just feels amazing. I am in my element, clearing out all of the cupboards. So today I'm going to answer some of your most common questions. I've got some questions from my Facebook group, The Feng Shui Flow, and I'm answering some of those on there. And also a couple of questions that came through on my Instagram as well. So the first question from Claire says, this might be a silly question, but is the corner of a particular room the same as the corners of the house? So i.e. are there different areas of each room? So this is a really common question. Quite often people will think that It's the southeast corner of every single room that is your wealth area, for example. So really, when I do an analysis, I just look at the outside walls of your home. So if you can imagine, you take away all of the internal walls. And from that, I then take the north as in true north. And again, the compass is something that I'm asked a lot on. So if you aren't sure, just think about where the sun rises and sets over your home and take away those internal walls and you will find the nine areas of your home. So your central area, the north, the south, the west and the east and the different areas from there. The only room that I sometimes then delve a little bit deeper into is if you have an office. And I did a podcast on the nine areas of your office. So if you have a designated space to working, then sometimes we can delve a little bit more deeper into that. So the long and short of it is, is that you take your whole floor plan and divide the compass into that apart from if you have an office. So the next question here is from a lady who I did a full analysis, a full feng shui flow on her home. And she says, okay, here goes. Since putting in all of my remedies apart from the water outside, is there a part of the house that make me might make me gain weight? I know it sounds like a crazy question, but wondering if anything makes a difference. So, What I say here is, I think that what has happened, and this has happened to a few of my clients, is that once the analysis has gone on, actually people have become more relaxed. And it's that calmer feeling in the home, and it takes away that anxiety, it takes away the adrenaline rush, and that's for everybody that lives in the home. So quite often when we take away that anxiety, we take away that flight or fight response, the body calms down. So naturally then your body isn't burning through the energy as quickly as what it should be. And it's in this lovely calm state. So that's the way I'm answering that question. The next question is again from somebody who I've done an analysis for, and it says, I know this is as long as a piece of string answer, But once all the remedies are in place, how long should it take for things to happen? And is there anything else I should be doing apart from wait patiently? So for me personally, it took about a month for the first little notch to change, which for me was having that idea of changing my business and helping other people with their Instagram accounts. And then a month later came the... Um, question around, do I want to do a feng shui course? So it's almost like the unfolding of events. Now, the more things that have gone on in the home, the longer it can take for things to settle. It's almost like, you know, a bottle of Coke that's been really shaken about, really fizzed up. And the amount of time for that takes to settle depends on how much it's been shaken so I would say in a few months generally things will start to change and it also depends on what you've asked for. So I've worked with quite a few people recently with relationships and either that's calling in somebody new or wanting somebody back, or whether they need to be with the person that they currently are with. These are really deep topics. The first person said, who was trying to call in a partner, said that she doesn't really know the type of person that she wants to attract into her life. She's quite open. And then funnily enough, when she was looking for a remedy for her home, the guy that she was buying some of the metal from asked her out. And she said, he's so not my type of person. He's not what I'm looking for. I, you know, it, it, he's not my type. And therein is the answer. Be specific because what's happened is somebody was introduced to her, like she asked for somebody to come into her life, but it was the wrong person. So Now she's gone back done some homework and really thought about that type of person. Why wasn't he correct? The other lady was asking for somebody to come back into her life and she was really brave because she put trust in the process or into the universe, whatever you want, you know, whatever you want to say. She put trust in the process of if it's right for him to come back into her life then he will. And actually, what happened was, and we haven't caught up recently, but what happened quite soon after putting the remedies in is that they actually had quite a big fallout over something quite random that wouldn't normally have, you know, caused a problem. But it sort of it showed her what he was like in the real light of day. And so again, that's just something unfolding saying, this is actually that person. Do you really want to be with that person? So when you are brave and you open yourself up to the intentions that you put into your home, it's not necessarily like an obvious, here's Mr. Knight in shining armor at your front door. Here's, you know, your Thor. You, you open the door and you think it's the postman and it's the Thor that you've always dreamt of waiting there for you. But you might be invited to things that you've perhaps not been invited to before. You might be introduced to somebody. You might be given an opportunity to do something. So, my answer is is once you've put the remedies in the home trust the process if something comes to you with an opportunity and it doesn't give you that gut-wrenching no then go for it so yesterday i had a message from somebody uh, Rebecca Wellstead Green she i've been on her podcast she's amazing and she said, oh my God, Kimberly, I've spoken about how you Feng shui our home and how the energy has really shifted and it feels amazing. And I did it on TikTok and people are asking for you and you're not on TikTok. I really think you should be in TikTok. And I thought, right, that's my sign. I've tried it before. I wasn't sure what I was doing. So I just shied away from it. So for me, that's an opportunity. It was trusting in the process. So I need to get my bum in gear. <laughs> and and stop thinking I'm an old lady that shouldn't be on TikTok and get on there because you just never know what might happen. Okay, so the next one is, my son is an actor now living abroad and I call him the nearly man, always in the running, always down to the last two on some large projects. And she gets it's the nature of the business and yes, he's worked, even offered the role to be told they're going on a different route but it's as if there is something getting in the way. Okay, so this is really interesting because this is how I felt in my business when before I had the house Feng Shui because I felt like in my business, I was gathering speed, I was making headway, and then all of a sudden something would just come and I felt like I was hitting my head against a brick wall. When I balanced my home, when I put the remedies in, that all changed. It's same with a lady that was working for, uh, working with did an analysis on her home. As soon as the remedies went in, that weekend she had the two biggest bookings that she's had this year. I have another lady who bought some wealth crystals and she put them in the southeast of her home. Since March she has never been so busy. I have a lady who keeps crystals in her till and the two nights that she takes them out, she keeps the wealth crystals in there. The two nights that she takes them out for the full moon, she notoriously has a quieter two days. And then when she puts them back in, the revenue increases. So in all honesty, I would say that an analysis of his home is probably the best thing to do. If that's not possible, then the north area of the home is the career area. So writing affirmations, being clear on what they want to do, keep the home really clear of clutter and distractions, getting that good energy into the home and releasing the bad energy out of the back. I would just keep doing that and just be really, really clear on those intentions. But genuinely, I think putting remedies in the home is my best piece of advice, really. Okay, so next question. Somehow I still haven't grasped the orientation north-south areas of my house. For example, my front door faces north, so if I stand with my back to it looking at the house, is that the south area in front of me? And Sorry if it seems a bit basic, but it underpins everything. You are not the only person. So if you know that your front door faces north, then opposite that in your home, that is going to be the south of your home. So what I do as part of the analysis is I go onto Google Earth and I type the address into Google Earth. It does this really funky thing and zooms in from wherever you are. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see this little red toggle, like a red arrow. And if you click on that, it will spin the home so that its orientation faces north. So if you can't work it out from inside of your home, you can use Google Earth to help you with that. And each home, no matter if it's one room, if it's a studio flat, or if it's Buckingham Palace, they will have nine areas in there. So if you know the square footage of your home, if your square footage of your home is 900 square feet, then you know that each of those nine areas is a 100 square feet. I've just put my maths very much on the spot there. I tried <laughs> to I try to choose numbers that would be easy for me to work out. So that's how you'd work it out. So approximately 100 square feet of that 900 square feet home is going to be the south area, the central area, the north area, and from there. The compass is the thing that I probably get asked most about, so please don't worry about that. Okay, let's... The next question, what if your home is one room wide and if a large portion is missing? My home is one room wide with a front door opening into the lounge and a kitchen at the back. It's also half the width of the house, so the whole north side is missing. Okay, so quite often homes aren't this perfect rectangle, and this is tricky because this is what I spent a year learning. I spent a year learning the mathematical calculations and also looking at floor plans and how to divide them into those areas and I would hate to advise you something wrong because that can completely throw out the areas and what's happening inside of your home. So I would say I'm afraid if your floor plan is a little bit more complex it would be something that I would look at if I was to do an analysis um, because like I looked at a house the other day and you know the the front door was actually the back door and the back door was actually the front door and there was an extension on the side so you know it would be easy if I could say oh you just do that but unfortunately it's something that I need to do by really analysing your floor plans because I'd hate to tell you something wrong and to make the situation in your home even worse so sorry about that. The next question comes from a lady who I've done an analysis of her home with. So she said, I would love tips when you go away and stay elsewhere. What can you do to create the energy and to stay as yummy as your feng shui home, please? So this is a bit tricky because once you've had your home feng shui, when you stay elsewhere, you really notice it. So I noticed when I went to France last week, I mean, the hotel was lovely. The hotel room was beautiful. But I just, you can just tell when the energy is off a little bit. And especially in hotel rooms when there's been lots of people staying there and there's lots of different energies coming and going. So unfortunately, you can't really go in and sage, um, sage the area because that will set off the smoke alarm. So don't do that. So there's a few things that you can do. I would leave the door open to your hotel room or where you're staying, just leave it open for a little bit just have all of the windows open, create that flow of air and energy through. So I'd have both of the doors open, so the front and the back to really almost like flush out the room or the villa or the Airbnb, wherever you're staying. Then I would close the back door or the back window. And then I would just open the front door. So what you've done is the good energy has sort of come in swept through pushed the bad energy out you've then closed the back of the the space so that the bad energy has gone and you're keeping the good energy in by opening the front door letting the good energy fill and you're keeping it in there personally I also take a couple of crystals with me as well my tourmaline is the real negativity sponge, which is amazing. If you don't want to take a massive tourmaline with you, um, that comes in the happy home kit, the little selenites and the clear crystals. And I just pop them by the side of my bed and I feel that that really helps. I also take a scarf with me because, I mean, I, I am like Mrs. Pashmina anyway. You'll, you'll know if you see me walking around, I've always got a Pashmina on, but These are really handy because sometimes the artwork in hotel rooms is a little bit different, a little bit edgy and if there's one over your bed you can then put your scarf over the picture so that it covers the energy from it. Also, if you're looking straight at a mirror opposite your bed as well, sometimes that can make you feel different. That can really impact your sleep. So again, you can maybe put your scarf over the mirror or if the mirror is facing the window where the good energy is coming in, you can pop your scarf over there. So they're just a couple of tips, but I think airing is really important. Pop your crystals with you and take your scarf with you. And they're just three really easy ways that you'll be able to just shift a little bit of energy in the room. OK, so next question. I would love remedies for missing corners of your home. I have a porch at the front of the house, which is the north, northeast um which is a career, and I've placed small lights around the perimeter to fill in the rectangle that's missing. I've placed lovely healthy potted plants and trees. That's a really good idea. So if you have bits that stick out from your home, you can put things around to make it look like you have filled the rectangle, filled the area that is missing. But again, it's something that I would just be careful of. And it's something that I, as I said earlier, would do in an analysis. I have a colour question here. So is the colour purple okay in the centre of your home? So purple is actually a fiery colour and the centre of your home looks after your health. So sometimes we do need a bit of energy in our health. We need to be you know, feel vitalized and energised, so that colour can help. But if you feel that you have anxiety or you're stressed, then I would perhaps veer away from that colour purple. It's tricky because it may be that your home needs that colour, it needs that fire remedy in the centre, but if we're not doing an analysis, I would say just be aware of what's going on you know, no matter where it is in your home, the fiery colours look as to which area this relates to. There's a download on my website and this will tell you which area of your life this represents. And if you have fiery colours, say for example, in your family area of your home, then, and you have relationships that are fiery and maybe argumentative, then I would pull that away. The colour purple as the only one in the bedroom that we say no to, because actually that can bring in sexual frustration. So we totally, totally stay away from there. Okay. And I have another question here. This came from my Instagram. This is from a lady who is wanting to help her 12 year old daughter with her emotions and her, I'm guessing her hormones, you know, being 12 years old is bloody tricky and there's so much going on in their lives and I've worked with a lot of people a lot of mums who want to bring in calm for their children in their home they can see that they are just wired the whole time and you know it it's it's what we live in now we we can't get away from all of this information that we're constantly surrounded by. So from a feng shui point of view, I always say that people need their own place and their own space. So this would be her bedroom. Now, again, on a previous podcast, I've spoken about children's bedrooms. There's a lot of energy in children's bedrooms. And if you think when they're 12 years old, in that bedroom. There will be excited. There will be sadness. There will be homework. There will be frustration. There will be, I'm trying to get to sleep energy. And all of that in one room is going to be really, really tricky. So back to the old you know, opening up the windows every day, opening up the curtains every day, have the door to her room open every day. You can do it while she's at school, if she doesn't want you to do it whilst you're there. Making the bed every day and just thinking about the colours in her bedroom, making them as muted as possible, making it soft making the lighting soft. Lighting is really important so that in the morning she can bring in the brightness, but then at nighttime she can really bring that energy down. So lots of fairy lights. The idea behind down lighting is that it emulates sunset and it tells our body to start relaxing. So that lovely lower lighting around the room. I would also make sure that she puts her clothes away every day from school, from home, so that the energy from the school clothes, the school bags, the pencil cases, all things like that, everything is put away. And I know that that is, <laughs> that's easier said than done. The other thing is maybe having a place to put her phone and maybe her iPad or laptop away from her bed, if that's possible. Um And Finally, the thing to look for are mirrors in the bedroom. There is a theory in Feng Shui that mirrors where that sort of double back on themselves. So where you look into it and you can see the back of you, you know, like in a changing room and you get that, you get that lovely view of your backside in the mirror. Um, so those mirrors in feng shui, there's a theory that says actually they're going to double up how you are feeling. They're going to reflect double whatever is going on. So if you're happy and you're chilled, that's going to make you happier or more chilled. But also if you're feeling frustrated, or angry, or sad, then that is going to double up those feelings. So for a teenage bedroom, for a child's bedroom, I would try and stay away from mirrors that double back on themselves. I hope you found today useful. I've loved putting it together. It's very different but I felt it was about time that I answered some of your questions in more depth than just pinging a message backwards and forwards on Instagram. And I would definitely do this again soon. So thank you so much for listening. If you are enjoying my podcast, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review and a star rating on Apple and on Spotify because it really helps with people getting to to know about the the podcast and for me to spread the magic of feng shui with as many people around the world as possible so thank you so much for tuning in and I will speak to you next week so much love Kimberley